Welcome to our number two on a Thursday on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Bint. How much do you know about K-food? How much hanchik have you eaten? We invite you into the world of Korean food, of course, including the history and culture of it. We'll introduce trendy foods and famous restaurants on Dish of the Day with Chef Ryan. That's right. Every Thursday, we introduce to you something about Korean cuisine. It could be an ingredient. It could be a dish. And maybe it will solve your weekend conundrum of what to eat. Good morning, Ryan. How are we doing? Buenos dias, Peter. How are you, my friend? Is buenos dias good morning? Yes, sir. Oh, yes. My Spanish is getting better and better every day. No, it's terrible. I'm sorry. I didn't know this as well. Raul, our Argentinian listener, he always teases me about my lack of Spanish ability. Um, <laughs> why were we talking about this? I can't remember. But career, you know, in English spelt with a K, but in French it's with a C. I've seen that. And apparently in Spanish as well, it's yeah. a C. And yeah. he was like digging into me for just saying it was in French that it was spelt with a C. I do apologize, <laughs> Raul. I think... Keep him on his toes, Raul. There you go. Felicidades for the World Cup, my friend. Yeah. He is still on a high. After I bet. That. I bet. Did you spend any time in Argentina? Did you visit? I did. I did, I did. I went, uh, well, mostly the Fazu Guasu, the Iguazu waterfalls. Oh, you know, he sent in photos of those. Those look stunning. Just, just a jaw-dropping <laughs> experience to visit that part of the world right uh-huh. there, right where Paraguay, Argentina, and Brazil all meet. Wow. And you got to visit it from both sides, from the Argentina side. I'm sure Raul will say it's, it's more amazing <laughs> from the Argentinian side, or maybe it's from the Brazil side because you're looking at Argentina. Is uh-huh. that the way it is? Uh, Perhaps. Wow. So it's you, all gorgeous. You saw it from a few different angles. Yeah, actually, I was on a boat with a bunch of exchange students, and the we're we're in the waterfall. Like, you can take a boat ride down in the basin, right, where the water's falling all around you. Uh huh. And no kidding, man. The uh, oh, my mom's probably listening. She never heard this story. <laughs> okay. But the the dang motor huh? on the boat just it it wouldn't restart oh no floating closer and closer it's and sucking closer you in to this <gasps> massive waterfall and, oh. and we're like oh surely they got this right yeah surely. and then we see the guy frantically pulling you know to, oh, to restart the motor goodness. and it started back up just in the nick of time wow. <laughs> we got out of there I'm but, sure yeah. your mum is thinking, Ryan, what <laughs> well, did you get a, yourself into? It was a boat full of uh, rotary exchange students from all over the world. I mean, that would have been some some uh, serious international news. Headlines, right? <laughs> oh, I, good Lord. I was thinking when you said, you know, down in the basin, I thought, well, that's much safer, surely, than being up near the top. And also, there's nothing really to see, I guess, from the top. You just seem like uh, a drop over the edge. Uh, but that could be really dangerous, it's right? It's more water falling in one place than anywhere else in the world. Wow. Falls, yeah. I Gorgeous. didn't really know about it until Rao sent in those photos. And uh, he's mentioning again, it's one of the seven wonders of the natural world out Amazing. there. Amazing. Brian also saying, yeah, I've done that ride. Uh, Steve saying, <laughs> it seems like a must see. 
I'm sure Argentina would perhaps trade the Iguazu Falls for that World Cup win. Now they don't have to because they've got it <laughs> under their belts and Messi has got That's what he cruel. deserves. Yeah, You've got a little bit more like affection and emotional attachment to Brazil though, Rome, right? Yeah, I lived there for two years. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, almost two years. I yeah. heard they were devastated by not winning this time because it was really seen as they were the big favorites. Oh, no doubt. And then to have Argentina win at the end, it's <laughs> oh, no. I mean, because the bragging rights for years to come, yeah. you know. Oh, so. never going to live it down. Yeah. Uh, today, we oh, are yeah. talking about a delicious, again, winter warmer, I'd say. Yes. Traditionally, it was actually a summer thing. Oh. Kind of like some k i t a n g you know, to boost your energy in the summer. Okay. Um, because it is so hearty. Mm. You know, we were talking last week or the week before about, about stews. Yes. You know, and like what constitutes a stew versus mm-hmm. a soup. This one definitely goes in the stew category okay. in English. Yeah. Right? Don't yes. you think? I mean, I there's so say. much going on in there. There's not enough, like, just liquid to call it a soup. That's, like, underselling it, I feel. So, <laughs> many, so many Korean soups, well, not all of them, but a lot of them are, have very basic. Think about solongtang, mm-hmm. you know, or galbitang. Yeah. It's just the ribs. You know, not, not a whole lot of things going on in there. Mm-hmm. But wonderful. Uh, but but yukejang... Uh, our topic for today, or often called spicy braised beef soup or spicy Korean beef soup. Is that how they translate it into English? Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, it has a lot in there. I mean, uh, we'll go through all the ingredients today, but uh, I, more than I think any other Korean soup, right? Other than maybe b u d e j i g e It's pretty overwhelming. Yeah, b u d e j i g e is kind of cheating because it's that fusion with like the American sausage and ham and beans and blah, blah, blah. There's literally right. everything in there. Yeah, but yeah. For like... What I would consider, and I wonder, you can tell us later, how healthy it is. Like a relatively healthy soup with lots of like, goodness in terms of roots and veggies and stuff. It's unrivaled, surely. Yeah, and, and I heard a lot of folks mention that uh, you only need rice with it. Because there's so much in the soup, mm. you don't necessarily have to have all these p a n c h a No. All these side dishes. So just like when I was a kid... And my folks would make a big pot and like, okay, there's your meal. If they were busy, you know, they had like a big thing that evening, couldn't come home. And and we needed, you know, food for me and my brother and sister. Um, It's a nice, easy one dish meal. And this is something you could throw in a slow cooker. It's Mm. not how it would traditionally be made. But you could throw in, a, in you know, one of those newfangled Insta things or, <laughs> or whatever and make a one-pot dish just like I love making, like, Texas chili this uh-huh. time of year <laughs> or just chili in general, you know, just hearty uh, stuff to warm up in these cold days. Yeah, you can see the bowl of it on the stream at the moment. And you can see it full of ingredients apart from the yeah. liquid with the beef on top. But yeah, I would not say the beef is necessarily even the main ingredient. There are so many, you oh. know, like competing for that top spot. Yeah, and there's different variations, but, uh, but yeah, I, most of the ones you see, they've got, they've got quite a few ingredients. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. So we talk all about yukgejang today. It's one of my favorites as well. Not when I was little. Well, when I was little, I had to take out all the veggies and just have the beef strips uh, and the spicy broth. Not broth. surprised. But not anymore. I love it all because it all takes on that amazing flavor. Flavor of the broth. Welcome to Arirang Radio. If you are in Jeju, 
88.7 in Jeju City. 88.1 in Seogipu City. 101.9 in the Daejeong area. We're back for part two, Dish of the Day, with Chef Ryan talking about yukgejang today, the spicy beef and veggie soup or stew. So many vegetables. Uh, it's amazing, isn't it? Siska's saying, I've tried it at some places in Seoul, and the best one for me was at Namdaemun Market. A lot of the time, oh, yeah. the best authentic food might be at the Shijangs, the traditional markets. Oh, absolutely, here, right? yeah. yeah. And you can easily tell which places are popular, you know, because they're just packed. <laughs> That's you know, what you've got to follow. Them. Follow the crowds. Absolutely. And you'll be getting something decent. I mean... I'm not sure if that's always the case these days with like Instagram hotspots. You know, sometimes it may look better that's than it tastes. That's a good point. We used to joke, you know, why don't we just pay people to make a line? Because uh, then everybody else will follow suit. It 100% know? would yeah. work, wouldn't it, in Korea? The more you have to wait, the more people come. In the UK, yeah. it just doesn't fly. If it's crowded, people will be like, I'm not going there. I'm not right, waiting there. Right, Is that no. the same in the States, maybe? Uh, yeah, I thought. So. Well, I've been here so long, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, when I was younger i could never imagine queuing up for lunch or something i don't do it i just try to show up super early or or, you know what i mean Mm, if you're gonna go to a good place yeah yeah. just just be the first one there to to sign up so you don't have to wait forever yeah absolutely and and maybe then for cisco or for other listeners who come to korea if you want to know that it's proper not just an insta like for your feed restaurant, see if it's full of like ajashis, like there older guys. Yeah, there you go. Those yeah. taxi driver restaurants are sometimes great as well. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> and they've got parking. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Kill two birds with one stone. Um, and Tropic Girl says, all oh, those one pots, they're so convenient. A great way to use up random leftover ingredients in your fridge, like soft tomatoes, carrots, celery, dried up potatoes, half cut onions. I'm not sure how many of those ingredients would be in a yukkejang. A lot of them, actually. You know, <laughs> something tells me that the origins of this dish was kind of like a little bit of everything. Like, mm. Let's just get a little bit of everything that we have on hand at the time. Yeah. Because there's so much that goes into it. And and it varies where you're from mm. in the country as to what all you would put in there. Yeah. Um, your family tradition. Uh, Silver Granny here says, I always think of stew as meat and vegetables and a lot of flavorful gravy. Mm. Uh, yeah. The, the Yuka Jung, I, I can't say it's a gravy. No. It, is, it is a thin broth, a yeah. thin red, somewhat spicy. Let's talk about the spice level thing. Yeah, because that that maybe title might put off a lot of our listeners, right? Thinking, oh, I can't do spicy. That's why I want to talk about it. It's because I don't think this thing is spicy at all. Um, but okay. Peter you, made you're different. you're amazing with your spice, though, right? Well, right? You can handle pretty much most well, things. I, I, what I can handle, that's besides the point. <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, I I think this is about as spicy as like a plate of enchiladas. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say in Korean spice terms, it's certainly not spicy. Yeah, yeah you're going to find way more spicy things than this. Right. For my like British friends, when they came to Korea, yeah. like, God bless go. their souls, yeah. they found everything spicy. Everything like spicy. everything. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. this would have been, you know, on the higher end of what they could handle. But okay. for, for most people in Korea, and if you're decent with spice, it's not spicy. It right? really isn't. It's actually kind of sweet. Yeah, there's, you there's get an amazing so, sweetness, so right? So many onions in there. Mm. You get a lot of sweetness also from the garlic too. Yeah. Um, bean sprouts. And we're talking about mung bean sprouts, which mm. is not 
very common in Korean cuisine. Mm, to put in the mung bean sprouts. It's usually soybean sprouts and yeah. everything, right? But yeah. this one has mung bean sprouts, which give it a nice little crunch. You know? I, I didn't even know there were two different bean sprouts <laughs> yeah. to like aim to Korea. Yeah, I guess me too. Yeah, yeah. And then they do have a different kind of texture and taste to them, right? Totally, yeah. totally different. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk, get into the, the weeds here, I suppose, and maybe quite literally, because some countries <laughs> might consider some of the ingredients weeds. We've got a photo, and this looks more like a Yukkejang doing it justice here. This one's really showing off that beef. Yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the beef. Here. Okay. All right. What do kind you, are we putting in there? Do you know what cut of meat goes in, into Yukkejang? I think my mum often puts for many beef-based broths, and a lot are beef-based. And I don't think you have to stick to it, but she puts brisket a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. way to go. Two okay. points for Peter. Yes. All right. So, yes, brisket. Um, you know, in, in Texas, we cook it for 12, 14 hours, wow. low and slow in a smoker uh-huh. because it's a tough piece of meat. It, yeah. It's kind of like the, the, the breast mm-hmm. uh, of the cow. <laughs> And uh, it, it can be kind of tough. So, you want to cook it for a long time. Um, and then also, it gets, it, it's, has these long you can have these long strings yes so for you gejang you take a piece and often it'll be soaked in water forever to remove the blood okay you know uh a lot of restaurants i've seen they leave it um overnight with the Mm. cold water running over it oh yeah and it just kind of keeps on spilling over and down the drain the water yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and then they come back in the morning and they've got these kind of like whitish pieces of beef because all the blood's out of it and then they boil it Mm. um and then that fat comes off you you really don't want to use the fat Mm -hmm. um but then you can shred this into these long thin strips and that's what you saw in that picture a second ago yeah and the interesting thing that i found about you is some of the other ingredients look similar to those strips of meat, right? I see, I think that's a neat trick. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> in, in uh, let's see, in, uh, is it Malaysia? Yeah. Well, Singapore, I know, when I went to order, like, chili crab, mm-hmm. there's a trick with some of those crab dishes oh, where they take egg white. You told us about Ah, that did before, I tell you about right? that? Yeah. Because when you throw in <laughs> egg white into that, you know, wok as it's yeah. going, you can stir that around and it starts to look like pieces of crab meat. Yeah. So you think you're getting more crab meat than you are. confuses you, And right? in this dish, you know, say the family didn't have a whole lot of beef, mm. but wanted to say, hey, we're having yukejang with <laughs> beef tonight. The the fennel or I'm sorry the 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 ferns mm-hmm. the gosari gosari yeah uh, those are in little strips <laughs> yeah and and when you soak uh, you can find them dried pretty much anywhere in the world these days mm-hmm. and they're often used you know dried uh, style here you just soak them in water or boil them uh, for about thirty minutes and they plump right up and you cut those into strips and that you know looks a looks lot similar. like the looks color like and the everything beef. right we've got yeah. another photo here of, of the soup we're gonna do it on the screen if you look closely next to like the sprouts there's these little brown long bits i'm guessing a lot if not all of these visible ones definitely are the ferns right yeah so so the they're the fern tops it's not you know you you guys have probably seen them in kimpop you Mm -hmm. know 
Um, or there's a lot of side dishes that use it. Yeah. Um, but it gives this lovely earthiness to the dish. Mm. And then this kind of tender chewiness in there. The texture's amazing for what's not a meat at all. I, I love yeah. it. In yukkejang. Yeah. i got to say, I'm not a massive fan of just a plain old side dish. My son loves it. Loves that kind of earthiness to it. it when they've been in the fridge more than three days, <laughs> they, get, they get really kind of mushy and kind of pasty almost. And, mm-hmm. I, and I hate it when that comes out to the table in a in a bekban cheap or something in a yeah. uh, kind of a cafe here so i, I gotta um, recommend it though for people like me maybe a bit fussy you don't want to eat ferns you're like i'm not eating a fern what's yeah. that all about in a yukkejang that's a good gateway into it because it takes good on point. all the broth kind of flavor good point yeah um aside from the fern let's talk about some more let's get this other picture up if okay. you don't mind here we are. so now you can see there's something yellow in there mm. now this is optional not everybody does this yeah. But that's egg, and it's just a lightly beaten egg. And in this version, what they did is they cooked it in a pan just like you would for a kimbap, you know, really thin, and then roll it up and then slice it into these so they almost look like noodles, right? I haven't seen too many places do it like this. I've seen maybe it being beaten in That's, some places. That is more common. Yeah. And it's a lot easier. Yeah. A little less labor intensive. <laughs> so so you could just add in egg. towards. That's towards the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll, we'll run through the recipe in part three. But, uh, yeah. but let's go back to some more ingredients. Do uh-huh. you see the green part? Yes. Now, this is the most important vegetable in this dish. Okay. <laughs> so if you didn't have the fern and you didn't have uh maybe some taro stems mm-hmm. is often thrown in there too uh and you didn't have the shiitake mushrooms it's often in there or the radish uh or some uh, other mushrooms you gotta have the onions okay and around the world especially uh northern hemisphere this time of year the korean markets will have depa mm-hmm. or often called korean leeks yeah it's not the same as a leek no um they have so much sweetness to them uh and in this picture that's the garnish leek but mm-hmm. in the stew yeah they're again long pieces yeah most of the ingredients they'll cut to a similar kind of length in yeah. these strips right yeah like and two, so really two and a half inches something like that mm-hmm. and and so if you've got a really thick depa then you might even quarter it lengthways yeah. you know or half it lengthways and that's going to go in maybe 30 minutes the last 30 minutes of cooking is um, that really the key of this It's so important. Wow. Like there are places that serve yukejang where it's just the onions and the meat <laughs> and and maybe some starch noodles in there, but okay. but you got to have those. And then for the red color, mm. um, and this is also a little unusual for most Korean dishes, but you're going to make your own kind of chili oil. Oh. So, so, you know, like in every Korean food, just about, you got toasted sesame oil mm-hmm. and you don't want to overdo it, but, uh, but there's so many things in here. Um, trying to balance them all, it, it really is an art form. Mm. But the first time trying it out, you just want to get some toasted sesame oil, um, some chili flakes, some dried chili flakes, and uh, garlic. And just just roast that in your pan for a little bit, you know. Uh, don't get it too, too hot because you don't want to burn anything. Mm. But you're just trying to get the flavor of the garlic and uh, the chili flakes into that oil. Yeah, if and, you put in more chili flakes, it can be spicy, like if you're making it at home. But you're not right. usually putting in too well, and many. There's, and uh, there's so many different varieties of chili flakes here mm-hmm. um, ranging in spiciness. 
but uh, that's going to be an important part for the hardiness of it because, you know, some of the, the dried chili flakes here, they have so much, almost like a smoky flavor to them. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. We got this last photo before we break. And in this photo, you can see the leeks, right? The Korean yeah, leeks. Yeah, longer pieces. You can see the bean sprouts there, the mung bean sprouts. Yeah, my mum will often just not halve them or anything, and they'll be quite big and thick. Yeah. And if they've been cooked long enough, the sweetness when you bite oh. into that, and then the insides kind of squeeze out and totally, stuff into your mouth. Totally, oh, yeah. so good. That's, that's loved in Spain with leeks. You know, you oh. burn the outside, peel okay. the burnt outside off, and then just eat oh, the really? tender inside. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, oh, man, it's, it's really Or with with topoki, that famous bite of topoki is with the the tok and the uh, the fish cake and mm-hmm. the onion all together. You get those three together, and it's it's yeah. magic. It's yeah. it's a must have in your fridge or at home. The tepa, right? The yeah. problem is they sell them and they're massive. They don't fit in the fridge. Probably. You've got to cut them up or something. Then they don't last longer. Just got to have a farm. Yeah, you know, you in, a, in a cool place, a little a little root cellar. Keep them in. That'd be perfect. Download the Arirang Radio app on your device for free. It's Arirang. A-R-I-R-A-N-G Radio. We're back for part three. Dish of the day with Chef Ryan looking at yukgejang, the relatively not too spicy beef broth with all these vegetables, these roots, these ferns, everything in there. Maybe some of which we don't really consume in other parts of the world. Right? Yeah, nobody else eats fern bragging. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lots of messages. Brian says, um, brisket, I did it for 14 hours once. It yep. can be really tough. Might have been longer, uh, but getting the flat of the brisket to cook at the same point is difficult. It's also like $100 for a slab, so it's expensive to mess up. Oh, where's where's Brian at? Uh, somewhere in the states, maybe the oh, West okay. Coast, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, brisket used to be cheap, but, really, uh, but it, it's gotten so popular. Yeah, wow. and then of course here it's it's kind of astronomical, mm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> especially if you're going for Korean, right? Yeah, Siska uh, uh, here says jambong and budechigi is more spicy for me. Yes, absolutely, Siska. Yeah, mm. jambong is definitely. We were talking about it in the break. Yeah, uh, jambong is is often very spicy. Yeah, um, it can make you cough a lot when yeah. you suck it in. I, was... I went to a place and asked for like bull jambong, like oh, fire jambong. Wow, and I kind of regretted it. About <laughs> I was like, oh, they're testing me. Yeah, and it's often a big bowl as well. If you eat that all, you can have some problems oh. on the way out. <laughs> uh, so. uh, Tropic OK says, uh, light pepper pot, oxtail and pork. The meat cooks and is reheated over three days to make it succulent. Oh, Ooh, is that something yeah. you have? That sounds delicious. Yeah, you know, yukijang is a good one to make most of the steps the day before. Okay. You know, uh, kind of like Texas chili or a lot of a lot of dishes out there. You know, it's tastes better feijoada in mm. Brazil. You gotta you gotta make it the day before. Uh, is it that tastes, what they say? In Brazilian? Oh, absolutely, oh, nice. absolutely. Yeah, a lot um, of food in Korea, doesn't it? It just ages well after a day or something. I, I think so. And and so maybe the bean sprouts. You know, some other garnishes. You could add the egg. The the definitely the starch noodles. You wouldn't want to add that in the day before. Mm. But uh, but everything else, you could have it ready to go. And then on the day of, 
um, it's it's quick and easy. Absolutely. You got the message? Leon says, uh, gochujang is not supposed to be spicy at all. I totally agree. Gochujang, you know, folks, when I first got here, they're like, oh, are you okay with that spice? I'm like, that's not spicy. (laughs) That's that's Uh, sweet. (laughs) I just mean, he says, I just mean that if you find gochujang spicy, there are lots of Korean dishes you won't be able to enjoy. Very good point. Yeah. If you're as Um, bad with spice, like my British friends were, it can be a bit tough. to find some really nice mild dishes. I mean, there, there are more and more these days. And international cuisine as well is available so much. Sure, sure. Yeah. No, I'm, after living in Mexico um, <laughs> and traveling other places, uh, I don't think of Korean cuisine, other than just like the, the chicken feet, the boom, <laughs> the fire chicken feet, and, yeah. and a few other little things. I don't think of it as being that spicy. Uh, Marilyn from New Zealand says, I'm going to see if the Korean restaurants here in New Zealand near me have yukgejang on the menu. I Could wonder, be. they might, maybe some of the ingredients, not like you said, they're available globally now, but maybe not at regular New Zealand stores. So, Yeah, knows? it may vary, but you know, if you wanted to make this at home, it's not too hard. I do want to run, if we have enough time today, yes. I do want to run through some of that. But so, first, let me get to this, Sarah. Silver Granny writes, I have made a lot of comfort foods this week. Uh, chili with corn, yes, chili with cornbread. Uh, four mm. cheese, chicken, broccoli, mac and cheese, yum. Uh, pan- Panera soups with crusty rolls. I like to save my leftover cooked vegetables until the end of the week and then make a beef vegetable barley soup or chicken pot pie. A barley Uh, soup? As in with barley like potty in it? Sure, sure. Oh, wow. This is some good heartwarming food. Way to go. Ryan is going to eat that script. Lovely. Uh, One last one from Rosa who says, yeah, the bracken is so important too. I go also for overcooked spring onion, toran and bracken rather than meat in the yukkejang. See, you don't have to have beef, right? There's right. also like chicken yukkejang I've there had quite is. a lot, Ta- right? Takejang. Mm. Uh, there's a great takejang restaurant over by Suwon Science College. Nice. Yeah. Good yeah. tip. Yeah. And if you were a vegetarian, you could do it, but it just wouldn't have maybe the same depth of flavor. Yeah, you could totally do it. Um, but the broth, mm. then maybe pescatarian would be a little better because a lot of these are often made with anchovy broths mm-hmm. rather than so much just beef broth. I so, see. Yeah, uh, which is where you would want to start with making this. Okay. Okay. So, Peter, have yes. you ever watched your mom make this dish? No, and this was not why Shame she taught you. me because it gotta was learn. so many steps. Yeah. You gotta learn. There, there's. It's really not that bad. It's okay. not that bad. Let's let's run through it a little bit here. So definitely, uh, let's let's talk about the beef one, the, mm-hmm. the main yukejang. Yeah. So let's say you've got four. You want to make good four servings. Yeah. Get a pound or two. You know, close to a kilo of b- beef brisket. Mm-hmm. All right. You might cut them into smaller pieces, but cut along the grain, not against the grain like yep. you normally would. Um, because you want those long thin strips. Yes. Throw it in some water. Throw uh-huh. in maybe some uh, dashima, okay. right? Some uh, kelp, some dried seaweed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you could also throw in some dried shiitake mushrooms, maybe uh-huh. some radishes, uh, like mu. Nice. I like it radish. with mu. Yeah, they right. soak up that broth really well. Well, this is a good way to just to make your base of okay. a Okay. All right. And then, unlike most Western cuisine, you know, you're, you're going to just boil the heck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just crank it up, get it up to a boil for, for about an hour, and you can skim off uh, the foam, the foam at the top, okay. those impurities that rise to the top, mm-hmm. all right? And you're going to skim off any fat, you know, and mm-hmm. oil at the top, and you're left with this broth. 
uh, now remove the dashima. It's done its job. Okay. Take out your dried mushrooms. You can cut those up, add them back in later. Okay. Uh, the radish, probably just take out and discard. Okay. Game over. You're not eating Otherwise, that. it'll just turn to mush later. And, and uh, I mean, yeah. You can put radish in the yukgejang later. Sure, okay. sure enough. Not so common. It's no. more common to be in the mm. broth. Now, when your beef cools down, hopefully it's tender enough now that you can pull them into little shredded strips. Mm. All right. You can use a knife as well, but again, cut along the grain. Yeah. So you get these like, you know, two and a half, three inch long stretch uh, strips of meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, any fat that you find on that meat, you throw that away. Throw it to the dog. That's what, <laughs> that's, if I was making this at home, Luna would definitely be waiting in the kitchen for me Lovely. to throw that to her. You don't want fat in this dish. You really? Well, you're going to add in toasted sesame oil. Okay. There's your fat right there. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it does have that oil rising, to that chili oil rising to the top mm-hmm. on it, but not beef fat. Okay. Um, so now you've got your broth and you've got your beef and you've got your sliced up uh, reconstituted mushrooms. Yeah. Right? Uh, now let's make the chili oil. So toasted sesame oil, garlic, uh, and red red chili flakes. Okay. Okay. You could also dice up some scallions or some onion and get that in there as well. Mm-hmm. And just stir fry that. Not okay. too hot. You definitely don't want to burn it. You're trying to get all those flavors into that sesame oil. Okay. Okay. Uh, now you could just throw the beef and the mushrooms and the reconstituted, uh, fern, uh-huh. gosari, into that, right into that pan. This oh, would nice. save you a step. Okay. okay. And stir that and kind of stir fry that and get those flavors into the meat. Yeah. Put that to one side. Go back to your broth. Uh-huh. Okay. What heat we do now. Heat that back up. Okay. Then throw in all your beef, your, now your ferns mm-hmm. and that chili was all together. That's going in the rock. Bring that back up to a boil. Uh-huh. Now, you might blanch your bean sprouts before, mm. okay? But then those go in. Okay. All those, Towards the end. All those leeks we talked about. You want to get a... Or Korean leeks, Depa. <laughs> if you don't have those, then scallions would work. And again, cut into long, thin strips. Mm-hmm. Get tons of those in there. So if you're doing four portions, you've got like a pound, two pounds of, of brisket. <laughs> you want like five cups. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a lot. Yeah. Quite a lot of uh, of the onion. Yeah, uh, it's an important important part of this dish. Yeah, if you can find taro stems, well, that um, is the kind of really interesting texture with a bit of crunch to them. Absolutely, well, those getting, are brilliant. In your it's kitchen. so you good. Need it's them. so good, yeah. and you can find them in any Asian market, I believe. Mm-hmm. And again, those you just want to soak or, or parboil yeah. uh, to kind of reconstitute them. Uh, those go in, your onions go in. Um, now you might start to taste it and mm. tweak it with soy sauce. Okay. Okay. To get your salt level ready. Uh, and then lastly, uh, if you want starch noodles and egg, take out what you want to eat mm-hmm. each time. Yeah. Don't use the main pot. Take out what you want to eat and then throw in the egg and the starch noodles. Because if you have the starch noodles and the egg in the main pot, mm. it won't be, well, definitely starch noodles will not be that good after no a day. Way. They'll just turn all mushy and yeah. soggy. Yeah, the egg is totally optional as well. I think I have it way more often without True. any egg as well. Oh, that sounds delicious. Mm. Ryan, thanks for taking us through the whole remit on Yukejang. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you next Thursday. Thank you, sir. You too, man. You've been listening to the Thursday segment Dish of the Day with Chef Brian on Hashtag Daily Cake. 